If you would, just find your seat, and happy Father's Day if you're a father. It's so good to see you. Well, we are just going to get started this morning. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he was born of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered, died, and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in fulfillment of the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. And we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
the Savior, because you healed my heart, you changed my name, forever free, I'm not the same, I thank the Master, I thank the Savior. Nothing is better 
response should be wanting to give it back to him. For from him are all things and to you are all things. And the elders, they cast their crowns daily. They're giving the highest authority that they have. They're giving it straight back to the king. And that's what our heart's response should be. So let's sing that again. And just declare, God, that we give you everything that you have given us, the breath in our lungs, we give it right back to you. Because you are worthy, because you are good, because you first loved.
Good, good, good. Amen. Well, good morning. Not the last song, but the song before that was really hitting me. Uh, talked about our Redeemer King has come. It just made me, reminded me of what a Redeemer is and what redeeming means. And for something to be redeemed, it means it's been taken and it's got to be gotten back, right? It's got to be redeemed back. And there's always a price to pay if you want something redeemed. And I was just reminded during that whole song that Jesus paid the price for our redemption. And he's the only one. The Bible says that he's the only one that was able to do that. The Bible lays out why he was the only one able to do that. But he was also willing. God himself was willing to pay the redemption price for us. I was really blessed by that. So um, I'm going to take up the offering real quick. And then uh, we've got some announcements here. Happy Father's Day to everybody. Don't we have the best father? Man, I was just thinking about that this morning. He is such a good father. <laughs> Breaks me up because he's done so much for us, right? He gave us salvation. He offered his life. He sacrificed his own son. And I didn't deserve any of that. I wasn't seeking for God when he found me. <laughs> didn't even want the Lord. But he loves us so much that he says, you know what? I must have them. So I'll send my son to redeem them. And he is a good father. I'm just giving glory to the Lord today on, on Father's Day for everything he's done. Everything that I have is because he's given it to me. You know, before I met the Lord, especially, I lived a life that didn't care about the future. It's kind of all about now and what's happening now and what I want now. But he cared about my future. And so he set up things in my life to give me, you know, a, a life here and salvation. And now is a time that during the offering where we can come and say, Lord, this is yours anyway. This is what you've given me. It's a portion of what you've given me. So it's no problem to give back what you've asked so that your kingdom can be blessed. So I'm going to pray over the offering and you can just go ahead and receive a blessing as you be obedient to the Lord. And just give what he's already given you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your provision. Thank you for your kindness. You're a good, good father. You're the best father there is. You're the best example there is. You set the example for us as fathers. Give you glory, Lord, for giving us things we didn't deserve, that we don't deserve, but you've made us worthy by the blood of your son. Lord, let the seeds be planted. And may you bring the harvest and the increase in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. You can go ahead and bring that up now. A couple announcements here. Uh, VBS. So let's not forget about that. That June 26th through 28th. I believe that's a Sunday. Next Sunday. Okay. So if you're helping with that or whatnot, maybe get with... Uh, Kylan, and see what you need to do to prepare for that if you haven't already. Um, then we've got Pump Camp, Summer Youth Camp, July 21st through the 23rd. Um, information's on the board back there about that. If you've got kids or whatever going to that, praise God. Uh, July 10th, 
We're having a picnic put on by the Millers. Um, chicken will be provided, but we do need to bring sides. So, and desserts, because we love dessert. So, without that, we're just eating chicken all day, which ain't bad, I guess. <laughs> um, and then don't forget about the women's, what, coffee and crafts. Sounds like a lot of fun. Not, not crafts and coffee, coffee and crafts. Don't forget about that. Um, and that's July 16th at 10 a.m. here, right? And then one more Joy Fellowship next Sunday, 5 p.m., right here at this place. Hmm? Here, Mike's got an announcement about bottles. Thanks, brother. All right. I think that's it. Uh, today, obviously, Pastor Kylan's not here visiting his, his kids down, or his kid down in Tennessee. So we're, we got Brother Rick Burks to come bring the word. Um, so let's come on up, brother. Amen. 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 Thank you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It is good to be here today. And again, happy Father's Day to all the dads, all the fathers, uh, father figures. Uh, it's truly a blessing. I want to give honor to God, um, give honor to the pastors of this great church. You know, you guys really have some great pastors. Uh, they truly, truly, truly care about your soul, about salvation for you. They care about you making it into heaven. Amen. Um, wow. I was just thinking, this is the first Father's Day without my dad. So it's really an honor to be here. Uh, yeah, it really is. It really is. I'm always so welcomed here, you know, and I don't take that for granted. Amen. You know, uh, you guys and your pastors, I mean, you know, they could, they could have a host of people come here and preach. But for some reason, you always get that guy from the west side of Chicago to come here, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, amen. So that's really special to me. That's really special to me. Hallelujah. 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 Okay, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands just for just a moment, please. Hallelujah. Let's just worship him. Hallelujah. God, we thank you for today, hallelujah. We thank you for your presence here today, hallelujah. We thank you, God, for something that you're doing strategically for this house today, God, hallelujah. And I just thank you, God. I just speak whatever is needed here today, hallelujah, hallelujah. Holy Ghost, have your way, hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Sir, can I pray for you? Would that be all right? Would you mind coming up here just for a second? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm walking all over the place. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I 
just, I just feel led to pray for you. Yeah, so you guys just stretch your hands toward him. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I just thank you, Father, for, for healing, God. I thank you for loving all the hurt and pain away, God. I just release supernaturally into this man right now, God, what is needed. I curse any pains, any, any afflictions in his body. I command them to come out in the name of Jesus. But, God, I just thank you for even delivering him emotionally, God. Hallelujah. I just speak freedom in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. and amen. Can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Uh, is Father's Day kind of a difficult time for you? I wouldn't say difficult. Okay. But What would you say? I woke up this morning, and the first thing I thought about was my true father. Okay. And it means a lot to me. Okay. And okay. We are so terribly busy with our lives that it's wonderful to be able to come in here and honor our Father. Amen. That's, that's what I thought about the first thing when I woke up. So Amen. It, no, it's, it's good for me. It's good for you. Okay, so it's an important moment, important yes. time for you. Okay, amen, amen. Had you been experiencing anything health-wise? Had a lot of aches and pains. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Did you have him this morning? Oh, yeah. What about right now? Not, not right this minute. No. Not right this minute. Okay. Did you have him when you, were in, when you came into the church? Yes. You did? Yes. But not right this minute? Not right this minute. Okay. That sounds like the work of the Holy Ghost. Uh, hey, yeah. Yeah. Amen. 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 Anything going on with you? Anything that doctors are saying? No. No. Okay. All right. Well, God, I just thank you for blessing this man in thank Jesus' you. name. Thank Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I would say that's God. Man said he had pain this morning, had pain, you know, discomfort or whatever, to what degree. But he's not having it right now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord one more hand praise today. Hallelujah. So, you know, I'm going to jump into this message. Uh, it's got to be the Holy Ghost because I really don't know where I'm going. <laughs> I got all these notes and it's just like all like jumbled around, you know. I'm like, okay, Lord. But, you know, so it's, it's Father's Day. And, and so I'm going to say things and I'm going to be directing them toward, you know, fathers. But mothers, you know, this is for you as well. Amen. Yeah, oh, come on. Amen. You know, why would I say that? Because, you know, you're leaders. And, 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 and what is, what, how much does a, a, a father, you know, how much does a father need that help, that support, that companion, you know? Uh, leaders need that, you know? And, and so I'm going to, you know, speak a little bit toward fathers, but it's for other leaders, parents, you know, grandparents as well. Um, but, you know, fathers are easily misunderstood. Can we say, can, can the dad say amen to that? You know, any fathers in here ever felt like, you know, you didn't get the benefit of the doubt or, you know, you, you, you were a little bit, yeah, I see some hands. I see some people going, I don't, I don't want to raise, I don't want to raise my hand right now. <laughs> you know, but, but you know, uh, uh, being a father is not easy. Um, a lot of high expectations. 
Anybody ever felt that as a father? You know, there's some high expectations. You kind of expect it to kind of know it all and, and be that guy and, and if you, you know, be that Superman and, you know, and your children really don't know how, you know, difficult things can be, but, you know, they just look to you. You know, like my, my kids, think, I mean, my son just asked me the other day, he said, Daddy, can you lift the house? You know, I mean, he, he, we were outside doing some yard work and this boy really thinks, you know, just because I go to the gym once every two weeks, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that, that he said, can you lift the house? And I'm like, wow, that's what you think of me? And I said, well, I said, nah, I, I can't quite lift the house, you know. I said, I can lift a lot of other stuff, though, you know, but, but, but not the house. And he was like, why not? You know, I mean, like, like, really, he's going, you should be able to lift the house. You know, so a lot of high expectations, but, 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 but here's what I understand today, and I just want to say to the fathers, you know what, be encouraged. Be encouraged. Listen, God chose you. God designed for you. He destined for you to be a father. So guess what? He has a lot of faith in you. Can we say amen to that? And I mean, have you ever thought about the fact that God has faith in you? I'm not going to mess with some people's religion now, you know. You know, have you ever thought about that God chose you, whether you are a father, whether you are a mother, a leader, whether you have influence over people, God chose you. And so, therefore, he has faith in you. Can we say amen to that? You ever thought about that, Joe? You ever thought about that? That God, has, yeah, I know, I, I didn't think about it either, you know. But he believes in you. So you know what? Here's what I want to say to you. No matter where you are, no matter what you've done, I want you to take comfort in the fact that God believes in you, and I want you to get encouraged by that. Can we say amen to that? He Listen, listen. It's, 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 it's a, I know it's a normal thing nowadays to feel beat up, to feel beat down, to feel unappreciated. But how many people know that's not the life of believers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are not to, listen, we walk by faith, not by sight. Can we say amen to that? Listen, I want you to be at the bottom. God wants you to be encouraged today. Look at your neighbor and say, be encouraged today. Yeah, yeah, be encouraged today. You know, see, it's so easy to be discouraged. I mean, all you got to do is just wake up and, I mean, it discouragement just comes. You turn on the news, you know. Somebody's done something in Washington, you know. Uh, you know, <laughs> somebody's done something in another part of the world. Somebody's uh, done something to mess with gas prices. Somebody has, man, they even messing with baby formula, you know. I've never known, you know, and I've not been around very long, but I've been around a little bit. I haven't seen a baby formula shortage like there is today, you know. I mean, there's just so many things to be discouraged about. But I'm telling you this, that is not the life of, a, of the believer. We are not called, we were not created to be discouraged. Did you know that? Did you know that? Jesus said it this way. He said, in this world, you know, there's going to be tribulation. But what did he say? Be of good cheer. Wow, wait a minute, wait a minute. What is Jesus saying here? He said, listen, you're going to go through things. Things are going to happen. But you know what? Don't let that take your joy. Don't let that discourage you. Don't let that make you walk with your head down. Listen, you're not going to get everything right. 
You're not going to get everything right. And Jesus knew that, yet he said, but be of good cheer. Come on, can we be of good cheer today? Come on. Come on, let's just shout hallelujah one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, and this is what the world needs. Because the world's got plenty of people to get discouragement from, you know. I mean, my goodness, we don't even turn on the news anymore. <laughs> we just don't, you know. I'd rather read an article or read a paper. That way I can pick and choose, you know, what, what I want to know about, you know, because it's like, man, you know, you listen to any media outlet, you know, and it's like the sky is falling, the world's coming to an end, and Lord, let's not even talk about the stock market. You know, my goodness, you know, you know, that's, that's kind of my forte, you know, what I do for a living. And, and, and people are going, well, what should I do, you know? And, 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 and there's some days I want to say, I don't know. <laughs> but I can't say that, you know. So I get prepared, and I, I give them a good, solid answer and all that kind of stuff. But I find myself encouraging them. I find myself encouraging them. Because I hear a lot, you know, you know, and, and so they don't, they don't call me pastor in my office. You know, they're like, hey, 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 Rick, you know, uh, 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 you know, this is the worst. I say, yeah, I remember when they said that in 08, you know. They say, yeah, but this is the worst. Yeah, I remember when they said that during 9-11. <clears throat> yeah, but this is the worst. Yeah, I remember uh, 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 Y2K scare. Anybody remember Y2K? Yeah, you know, they said, buddy, listen, when that clock turns, Planes are going to fall out the sky, you know, devices are going to stop working, you know. And guess what? That was, that was for you don't know, that don't know, so when we were in, in the year of 1999 and we were going to the year 2000, people thought, you know, devices weren't designed, you know, to switch over to the year 2000. So, you know, planes are going to fall, cars are going to stop, Armageddon is going to happen, you know, and people were making a run on the stores, you know, Kroger, Home Depot, Lowe's, you know, they were all empty, all the generators were bought and everything, and then here, here it comes, it's 1999, you know, it's 11.59, and, and I mean, the tension there, the pressure's there, and then that clock switched over, you know, and the year 2000 hit, the ball still dropped, <laughs> you know, clock still worked, you know. You know, cars still started and planes were still flying in the air. But it's so easy to get discouraged. So I, I want to encourage the leaders today. I want to encourage the men today, you know, to be encouraged. Come on, somebody say be encouraged. You know, uh, leaders need help. You know, one definition, or let me say it this way, leaders need help, but a good leader a good father serves. Did you know that? To be a good leader, you got to be a good servant. To be a good father. And, and I'm going to tell you something. Th that kind of shocked me because I didn't grow up believing that's what a father was, one who serves. See, I grew up thinking that a father is one that tells everybody what to do, you know, <laughs> And then have the expectation that you do what I say, you know. And I grew up, I don't know about you, I grew up in a household, you didn't talk back, you know. Uh, uh, the word came forth, 
<laughs> and you obeyed the word. Anybody grow up like that? You know, yeah. You know, there was no dialogue, you know. With my, I, I, you know, my dad and my mom split when I was really young. And so my mom had to be mother and father. And so she knew one speed, you know. She ruled with an iron fist, you know. And there was no dialogue, you know. There was no, well, what do you think? You know, there was never that, you know. It was, this is what I'm saying, and you better do it. And I'm only telling you one time, so you better get it, and you better be listening, you know. And it's interesting. I grew up like that. But when I had children, so I'm married, my wife and I, uh, my beautiful wife, the best wife in the whole wide world, by the way, you know, uh, my, my beautiful best wife in the whole wide world, we, you know, live under one home and we have our children. And so things were different. Things were different than how I grew up. So I found myself as a father, as a leader, being faced with this choice. Do I do things exactly how they were done when I grew up, or do I do things a little differently? So I had to seek the Holy Ghost. And I said, Holy Spirit, what is it that you want me to do? And so I'll never forget one of my boys, actually all of them, and even our daughter too, but all of them had gotten to the point where they had done something where it's like, okay, it's, 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 it's spanking time, it's, 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 it's butt whooping time, you know? And, and, and so uh, uh, I, each one of them, uh, we got this bathroom in the hallway, and I've done it for all, all four of our kids. I'll go in that bathroom, I'll sit down, and I'll say, now you know what you did was wrong. <laughs> yes, sir, yes, sir. You know what's getting ready to happen, right? Yes, sir, I'm getting my butt beat. Yes, you are, you know, yes, you are. And why, because I did what I did and that was wrong? Oh, so you totally understand that what you did was wrong. Yes, sir, and you understand that a, 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 a whooping, that this belt is gonna come off from around my waist and it's gonna be attached to your backside. You understand that? Yes, sir, yes, sir. And I would hold that belt out <clears throat> and I'd look at him. And I'll go, you know what's getting ready to happen next? I'm getting my butt beat, you know? And I will go, no. I am not going to spank you, discipline you this time. And it's like they would, they would cringe and they, they kind of open up their eyes a little bit like, are you serious right now, <laughs> you know? And I would say yes. And I would say that by your own admission, you understand that you deserve this, but I'm not gonna give it to you. And I would tell each one of my children, that's called grace. That's called grace. So you ask any one of my kids, any one of our kids, they can define grace for you. Even the four-year-old, you know, he go, grace, I didn't get a whooping that time, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, but, but that, that was different for me. I didn't grow up like that. Am I condemning my mother? Absolutely not. You know, she did the best she knew how to do. You know, and we were growing up in a rough area with a wild bunch, and so she did what she knew to do. But here's what I find, and here's what I want to say to the fathers. I believe that gave me a foundation, a place to start, but I believe God wanted me to grow from that. 
And so one day, uh, one of my kids, one of our kids did something, and my mother happened to be at our home, and she witnessed me responding to what that particular child had done. And I talked to that child, and I said, now listen, here's what I'm going to do. I understand that you, you, you kind of didn't know what to do. Now, you should have known. I said, because of the standard, because what we teach in this home, the examples we give, you should have known what to do. I said, but I'm going to talk to you this time. I'm going to make sure that we have a good understanding. And I said, so if you do it again, you know what's going to happen next time. I'm going to get my puppy. Yeah, that's right. You're going to get it. But not today. And my mother came up to me and said, I am so proud of you. And I said, what do you mean? She said, I'm watching how you and your wife handle your children. And she said, I wish I would have done things like that. She said, but it's good to see that you weren't limited just based off what I gave you, but you took that and you took the Holy Spirit and you grew from that. That's one of the greatest compliments my mom ever gave me. So I want to say to you, you know what, we were brought up certain ways, and I'm not, I'm not saying this shouldn't happen. And listen, I'm not one of those folks that, you know, oh, well, you know, you know, let's just be soft, they'll get it. No, I, I believe in discipline. I mean, the Bible says, you know, if you hate your children, you will not give them the rod. That's what the Bible talks about, amen? So, so listen, I'm, I'm not speaking that, but what I am saying is this, we need the Holy Spirit. We need his guidance. And as leaders, and today being Father's Day, as fathers, we need the Holy Spirit. Because we're dealing with things that we know not of. I mean, what do you do if your child comes in or somebody you have influence over and they speak something that goes against the very foundation of your life. How do you handle that? Well, I'm telling you, you need the Holy Ghost. Can we say amen to that? Amen. Listen, don't try to do that on your own. Don't try to figure that out on your own. You say, well, <clears throat> my kids are grown. Well, it's still not too late for you. You may have grandchildren. Listen, we need the Holy Ghost. And we need, let me show you why we need the Holy Ghost. If you have your Bibles, if you have your Bibles, let's go to Job chapter 1. <clears throat> so again, fathers, leaders, we're, we, we are servants. And, and, and one definition of being a faithful servant, according to the Bible, is to be devoted, to be a devoted and helpful follower, to be humble before God, to be ready to act as God inspires us. That's what a servant does. See, a servant is not so locked into any particular mindset or point of view that when the Lord would speak, he or she can't hear. You, 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 did you get that? A servant is not so locked into any ideology that when the Holy Ghost is speaking, they can't hear. So it would be like this. I was asked to preach today. Okay. Okay, God, we're going to preach. 
But I can't be so focused on my message, on, on, on what I believe God wants me to preach, that if the Holy Ghost says, hey, pray for that young man over there, I can't hear it. You know, I'm too full. No, I got to get up here and I got to give them this word. But what if the Holy Ghost is saying, pray for that man over there? I have to be in tune with him. Can we say amen to that? I got to be open to him because you know what? I'll miss the need. I'll miss the need. I'm so focused on this task of, you know, completing this task that the need is right there and I can't even see it. We don't want to be those kind of people, amen? So we're ready to act as God inspires us to help meet the needs of other people, to help meet the needs of other people. That's what good fathers do, help meet the needs of other people. In Job chapter 1, Job chapter 1, I'm not going to be very long. Somebody go, yeah, I've heard you preach before. <laughs> Job chapter 1, verse 1, there was a man in the land of Oz, 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 whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright, and one that feared God, and he shunned evil, okay? So one of the things about a father, about a leader, by someone who has influence, we should fear God. Can we say amen to that? In other words, have the deepest respect for God. Now, listen, I don't beat people up, but as we grow and mature, you know what? He's not the big guy. He's not the man upstairs. Now, I don't say anything when I meet somebody who, you know, doesn't have a relationship with God, you know. I don't say anything to them, you know, but guess what? As we grow and mature, he's more than the big guy, the man upstairs. Can we say amen to that? See, see, when we fear him, we have the deepest respect for him. We honor him at, at, at all costs. You know, he is, he's our everything. Can we say amen to that? So, 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 so here he, 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 he feared God, but he shunned evil. He shunned evil. In other words, evil in any amount was not okay. About to kind of meddle a little bit. You know, evil in any amount is not okay. Be like this. If I had a container, this water, and it had, oh, just a little bit of poison in it. Not enough to kill you, but it had a little bit of poison in it. And I said, hey, Joe, you want a drink? <laughs> what would you say? But why? It, it was just a little bit, Joe, and it, Joe, you'll be all right. You know, you might have to miss a day or two of work, but you'll be just fine. You know, you got some time anyway saved up. You know, you know, hey, you need to rest anyway. You know what I mean? So, it's, but you're right. No one, no one was knowingly, wait a minute, there's a little bit of poison in there? 
I'm not taking it. Well, you know what? We should have the same view when it comes to sin and evilness. Can we say amen to that? Not even a little bit. Let me ask you a question. Joe, I don't know why I'm picking on you. I guess you're the closest guy, you know, to me. You know, uh, uh, is, is, is disrespect evil? It, oh, it is. Is abusive criticism, is that evil? Okay. So not even a little bit of that is okay. All right. I just, I just wanted to make sure, you know. Joe, I know Joe would tell me if I was wrong. But, but the Bible says that he feared God and he shunned evil, okay? Uh, uh, and here's what I want you to know something, too, and we're going to read in just a second. But not only did he did do that, he was kind to his family. He was kind to his family. He was just to his neighbors, and he was benevolent to the poor. I want to let you know today, that's what a leader does. That's what a father does. Can we say amen to that? That's what a mother does. That's what anybody who is a child of God, that's what they are called to be. Kind to their family, just to their neighbors, and benevolent to the poor. Now, there's not a caveat there. There's not something that says, yeah, but that's if your family agrees with you. Doesn't say that. It doesn't say if your neighbors have the same political views that you have, if your neighbors believe the same things that you believe. It doesn't say that at all. You will not find that in the Bible. Does anybody have a scripture that contradict what I just said? If you do, please give it to us. Let's put it on the screen and, and let's read it. <laughs> but you're not going to find that. So what that means is, as fathers, as leaders, as children of God, there's a standard that has been set. There's an expectation, and we can do it with the help of the Lord. Can we say amen to that? But you know we can't do it on our own. So, if, in the example that I gave earlier, how I was raised, you know, mom had one speed, you know. Uh, I remember one time, listen, my mom is like this tall, right, you know. But my mom, now today, Judy, my mom loves Jesus. She's saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. She, she'll walk up to any stranger on the street and invite them to our church. That's today. <laughs> Years ago, my mom, she grew up, she grew up uh, in Chicago, but she also spent a, a few years, she grew up on the west side of Chicago, that's the tough side, but she also uh, spent a number of years in Compton, California. Yeah, you don't want to mess with my, back then, you know, you didn't want to mess with my mom, she was tough. I remember one time, I think I was about 13 years old, I was starting to grow a mustache, you know what I mean? And, and, and I was starting to get athletic a little bit. I was, you know, kind of doing some things, showed a little potential. And my mother told me, she said, hey, here's what I want you to do, blah, 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 blah. And I said, I don't think I'm going to do that. And she looked at me, she said, really? I said, and I was, I was kind of feeling the moment, you know. Boy, how many people know feelings will lie to you? You know, <laughs> yeah. I was kind of feeling the moment, like, I think, th I think this is going my way, you know. So I said, yeah, that's right. 
don't think I'm going to do that. My mom, west side of Chicago, Compton, California, <laughs> she goes, okay. And she proceeds to turn around. I thought she was turning around to leave to show you how young and immature I was. I didn't realize, no, what she was doing was setting her, her footing. And I didn't realize she was getting her hip into this motion, you know. I thought she was turning all the way around, but no, she was kind of winding up, you know. And she came back, and it was almost like it slowed down. And I said, I remember this. I was 13. I'm 47, you know what, 48. I, trauma, traumatized me, you know. But I remember going, she has a fist coming toward me, you know. <laughs> and I mean, she hit me. You know, you probably go to jail for stuff like that today. But she hit me square in the lip. And right here, where my mustache was starting to come in at, you know, my lip split. And, 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 a, and a little blood came, just a little bit, you know, just a little. And I said, the, my mustache is holding the blood. <laughs> and, and, and she said, now I'm going to ask you again, you know. And all of a sudden, reality, how many people know a good, you know, <laughs> reality kicked in. I said, yes, ma'am, you know, I, I, I'll do it, you know. Just a little blood was on the lip, you know, and I remember that, you know, but, you know, I don't even know why I told that story. <laughs> but but, but, but what, what, what I'm saying is, let me, go, let me get back to the story. <laughs> let me get back to the Bible. Job, you know, was one that feared God, you know. He had a deep respect for him. He shunned evil. He was kind to his family, just to his neighbors, and beloved to the poor, free of evil intent toward anyone. That was Job. Free of evil intent toward anyone. Come on, say, I'm going to be free of evil intent toward anyone. Oh, man, listen. You, you, you don't understand. See, the adversary, he doesn't always come at us with big stuff. Because I believe everybody in here, if the devil came at you in a major way, hey, I want you to sin and denounce God. I believe everybody in here would say, in the name of Jesus, Satan, I rebuke you. Get behind me. Get under my feet. But what if he comes subtly? What if he comes not so big? What if, you know, he's been kind of pushing your day a little bit and You've been busy and you've been stressful and maybe you're a little cranky a little bit and you haven't gotten the rest, you know, and all that. And then somebody cuts you off on the highway. And while they cut you off, you look over at them and they tell you that you're number one. You got that. What might your response be? Now, some people are going to get that on the way home. Oh, number one. Okay. Yeah. One finger, yeah. <laughs> and not the ones on the edge, the ends of your hand, the one in the middle. <laughs> what might you do? What might you do? You know, I don't know. Might you say something mean and evil and justify it because of what they did to you? 
you know we won't be able to justify any evil action in the sight of God. Yeah, we, we, we won't be able to. Yeah, but they did. But in heaven, you won't be able to. There's not a but they did line. You know what I mean? There, there, there's not a line for that. So here's what we have to do. We have to rely on the Holy Spirit. Can we say amen to that? So we're talking about dads. We're talking about leaders. Look, look here. In verse 2, it says, And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance, his substance also was 7,000 sheep, uh, 7, sheep and 3,000 camels and 500 yokes of oxen and 500 she donkeys. Uh, that, that's interesting because when you look at donkeys, the female was more valuable because of the milk that they could also produce. So this was a smart man. So you know, one of the things as fathers, one of the things as leaders, that the Holy Spirit will give us wisdom. He will even show us how to invest. He will show us uh, how to invest time, money, efforts. Anybody ever spent a lot of time and effort on the wrong thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know that the Holy Spirit is there to say, don't do that. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you know, no, that's enough. You know, as a matter of fact, I never told you to do that to begin with. You know, that was your idea, not mine. So in order to be <clears throat> successful fathers, successful leaders, ones that don't invest a lot of time doing things that are not fruitful. You know, the Bible says don't grow weary in well-doing. You know what makes us weary in well-doing? When we're also spending time on things that we shouldn't be. I'm going to say that again. What, uh, what can make us grow weary in doing the right thing is spending time doing things that are not fruitful, not productive. So we need the Holy Spirit. Somebody say the Holy Spirit. So here it goes on, and it says, And very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all the men. In verse 4, it says, And his sons went and feasted in their houses every day, uh, everyone on his day, and sent and called to their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. And it was so... Here we go. And it was so. Come on, say, and it was so. When the days of their feasting were gone about, that Job <clears throat> sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. So here's a man of God, a father, a leader, that said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make it my regular occurring process to sanctify, to bless, to speak over my children, over my household. Now I'm going to tell you something. That's what a father does. 
If we're going to be consistent about anything, whether we're fathers, whether we're mothers, whether we're leaders, whether we have influence, whether we have responsibility, if we're going to be consistent about anything, one thing needs to be a regular devotion of speaking and praying over our households, over our communities. <clears throat> Let's be honest. How many people in the church are regularly speaking over their community? I don't know. But sometimes when I look and see what different communities are going through, I wonder, is anybody doing it at all? Listen, the Bible says that we could decree and declare a thing, and it will come to pass. Amen? The Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. Amen? All right. The Bible says that God has given us power, power over scorpions, you know, over serpents, over, over, over sin. So, now here's the question. As fathers, as mothers, as leaders, do we have a regularly scheduled process, procedure, where we're speaking over families? My goodness. What if your family right now is in need of a word from you? What if that's the problem? What if, what if there's people in my family, people in my community that have gotten themselves connected to stuff? Because, see, that's what sin does, you know. Sin will trick you and make you think, this right here, it's not so bad, you know. You know, it, 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 it'll help you. And then what I don't realize, there's a whole bunch of other things attached to that. So now when I allow whatever that sin is into my life, I'm not realizing there's a bunch of other things I just opened the door for as well. And so we get caught up into things. We, get, we find ourselves trying to willpower our way out of it. Let me tell you something. Your willpower is no match for the adversary. Now, don't get me wrong. Willpower will do some things. I know some people that aren't saved that have never had a drink in their life. So there's something, you know, but in the grand scheme of things, the devil's like, yeah, come on, bring your willpower. I got something for your willpower. I've seen your kind before, you know. I, you know, he'll beat you up coming and going. But what if, how many people know the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much? Anybody believe that? So what if, what if there are some women, some men, whoever, some people on the job, they need somebody that's going to consistently, like Job, consistently speak a word of God in faith over them. What if that's the breakthrough that they need? Instead of going, you know what, you should know better. You know what, you were raised better than this. Yeah, okay. I, I, I understand that. But what if the solution is in the word that God has put in your mouth? What if that's the solution? What if your faith, we have intercessory prayer people, right? This church does that. You guys pray for people. 
Why? If it's all about what they know and what they should, then why would we have intercessory prayer partners? That's because people <clears throat> knowingly or unknowingly get into things that are bigger than them, things that they can't handle. But that's why the Bible says one takes 1,000 to flight and two takes 10,000. That's why the Bible says that. And then I can't do the math. What if, what if you got five people praying? If one is 1,000 and two is 10,000, then what is five? <clears throat> what is, I don't know. There's, there's a number of people here. What if this whole church says, you know what? We're just going to create a prayer list of people that need a breakthrough, and we're just going to bombard the kingdom of darkness until we see breakthrough in these people's lives. Amen. See, that's the kind of thinking that the devil doesn't want. The devil will even say this, go ahead and pray on Sunday. Just don't pray anymore. <laughs> Get busy on Monday, you know. Hey, you got to work, you know. Be Kids got karate and soccer and, you know, music lessons. Grandkids want to go everywhere and grandparents want to take them everywhere, you know. Come on, we got to be busy with those things because those things are important. And yes, they are important. But Job. He set some things in motion. He set family time. You know, on a special day or either on their birthday, each of these sons would invite the whole family over for fellowship. We don't want to do that. Well, you know, Randy's going to, you know, get to ranting and raving about politics, and I don't want to talk about politics, or so-and-so's got an alternative lifestyle, and I don't understand that stuff. I think it's crazy. <clears throat> yeah. I get that, you know. We, we got family members that we think are crazy, you know. Really, our house, we think we're the only sane ones, you know. <laughs> that's, what, that's how we think now. They probably think the same way. Boy, Rick and Lynn are really out there, you know. <laughs> you know? But, but, but guess what? We, 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 we pray, and we involve, and we invite. Because I never know when that God moment just may take place. I'll end with this. I got to, can I share? You know where I'm going, right? Is it okay? You okay with that? Okay, all right, all right. My father-in-law, hallelujah. He is saved, praise God. He did get saved. We didn't have the best of, you know, just wasn't the best. And my wife one day, her, her dad was injured. He, he, had, he couldn't lift his shoulder. So I'm reading the Bible. Now, I'm reading the Bible. You're going to get this now. I'm reading the Bible. Somebody say, reading the Bible. Reading the Bible. Pastor Rick was reading the Bible. I'm reading the Bible. The man comes into our home. He tells my wife, you know, I can't lift my arm. So I'm God's man of faith and power. You know, I, I, you know, miracles, signs, wonders. My wife says, hey, Rick, come pray for my dad. <clears throat> I'm still reading the Bible. <laughs> I, I heard it, too. <laughs> Let me highlight that. That's good, you know. She goes, Rick, pray for my dad. I'm still 
And Jesus said, you know, come. So, yeah, I know, I'm just exposed, and they're not going to invite me back after this. Um, she goes, Rick, pray for my dad. Now, here's what, I, here's what I do. I tell my boys, I say, hey, you guys get up. We're going to pray for your grandpa. So I tell my boys, go ahead and lay your hands on your grandpa. Now, as I'm talking to them, I'm saying this to God. I know what you want me to do, and I know what's right to do, but I'm going to tell you the truth, God. I can't do it unless you help me. I want to do what you want me to do, but I'm just finding in this moment, I can't go up there and pray for him. I don't even have the right mindset right now. But if you help me, I will do it. So my boys, I say lay hands on so my boys, all of them, even the little one, you know, in the name of Jesus, you know, <laughs> they're laying hands on them. My oldest son, he's leading it, and they're praying. And at the same time, the Lord is working on me. He's changing my heart. He's changing my thought. So then I get up, and I said, okay, God, here we go. And I walk up. I said, uh, what's wrong with your arm? And I said it like that to us. What's wrong with your arm? You know, so he's telling me, but really I'm stalling. God, I, I, I need you. I need you. I cannot do the right thing without you, even though I'm a man of God, even though I know what the right thing is. This is just hard for me. God is filling me. He's working on it. So he's, I don't even know what he's saying, you know. He's, oh, yeah, I did this and did that, you know. Okay. So once I got it, I just cut him off. I said, okay, you ready for God to heal you? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. She knows, you know. I said, in the name of Jesus, I command this pain to come out. And I loose the working of miracles. I said, okay, now raise your hand. Now, when he walked in the house, yeah, he, he, this is, you know, this is the most he could do. So I said, raise your hand, he said. He got about right there. I said, can you go higher? He said, no. I said, are you okay with that? Well, I mean, that's okay. No, you're not okay with that, you know. He's well, I said, no. I said, come on, let's pray again. I said, in the name of Jesus, God, all the way we speak healing, we command this restriction to leave him in Jesus' name. I said, now raise your hand again, he said. He said, hey, that's pretty good, you know. I said, that's pretty good. Yeah. I said, amen. Be blessed. And I went. And <laughs> that next Sunday, he was at our church. He was at our church. So listen, we're fathers. We're leaders. We are people of influence. Your job, your job is to have no evil toward any man. Doesn't matter what they've done. We are to be that example. We are to be that connection. I'm going to ask every father to stand right now. Church, just join me with praying for these men that are sometimes misunderstood, 
that sometimes it's, it's, it's hard. Sometimes it's not easy letting people know, hey, I messed up. I didn't mean to. I wanted to do what was right. I thought I was doing what I was supposed to do. And unfortunately, I've seen in some areas I've messed up. That's, that's, that's difficult to just expose that, you know? Because we don't want to be misunderstood. We don't want to be the villain. And sometimes we're looked to be made out the villain. Sometimes we're, you know, we, we, we just aren't appreciated. But today, you are appreciated. Can we say amen to that? And today, we want to let you know, listen, it's okay that you're not perfect. It's, it's okay that you didn't get everything right. You know, we know you deserve the benefit of the doubt. You were trying, but it's okay. And know this, you're, you're not going to stay stagnant. You're going to grow from here. So that means some things will change. Some things that you've held on from your foundation, they're going to change. Not that you will compromise, but that you will grow beyond what you've known. Because we're going to go from faith to faith and glory to glory. So come on, stretch your hand toward these men. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, right now, I just come against any depression, any heaviness, any condemnation, any guilt, any shame. I curse all of that right now in the name of Jesus. And God, I just speak freedom, God. Freedom, God, from whatever has oppressed them, whatever has held them back. God, I speak that they will be delivered right now. God, I speak that whatever has happened in the past that hinders them, not only are they delivered from it, Father, but you're a great redeemer, as it's already been stated. And God, you're going to redeem the time. You're going to redeem relationships. You're going to redeem, Father, whatever has been stolen, whatever has been denied, even stuff that was given up, Father, you're going to redeem it right now in the name of Jesus. God, I speak emotional healing. I speak, Father, that there's a compassion that comes on these men, that they can love and give compassion passion where it was needed, Father. Give love and patience, Father, where they've struggled to do it, God. They've been empowered right now to be your men, the fathers that you've created them to be. And I thank you for the increase and in blessing that's coming into their life. Devil, you are defeated. You are exposed and defeated. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand praise today. Hallelujah. I think I'm going to stop here and just turn it over to you. <clears throat>